Hello again, everyone. My name is Randy Weddle, and you are listening to Creation Anew. Uh, I am the pastor of Community Church of Mooresville, located in Mooresville, Indiana, and I'm also the pastor of Mount Pleasant Christian Church, located in the great town of Hall, Indiana. And this is Creation Anew, where we try to challenge both believer and non-believer with uh, the the truths of Jesus Christ, with the claims of Jesus Christ. And uh, today, what we have is uh, we have we've got a, a topic here that um, I, th- I think is very very timely. And uh, it, we're going to be talking about good government and what is good government. And uh, I'm going to be using uh, um, and referencing a book called Lex Rex or the Law and the Prince. And it was written by Samuel Rutherford. Now, um, you can pick up a copy of this book. And if you are so inclined, you can use the link uh, in the description of this episode um, that I put in the, uh, in the description box. And uh, if you go to that link, you'll be taken to uh, a place called Abe Books, A-B as in boy, E, books.com. And if you go through the link and you purchase a copy of Lex Rex, which I would recommend that you do, um, you'll be helping, um, you, helping yourself by getting a copy of this wonderful book. But you're also going to be helping yourself or helping me, in other words, I'm sorry, you're also going to be helping me uh, with just financing just a little bit of the costs of, of creation anew. And uh, I would appreciate it if you did that. Uh, you'll be building a good library uh, as you do. And uh, th- this this book, Lex Rex, is a great read. If you are, uh, if you're older and you don't like government, you should read this and start understanding what good government is. If you're a homeschool parent and uh, you uh, want to be able to teach civics, I think that this uh, this book should be in the lineup of any civics course. Uh, it's just it's it's excellent. It's solid, and it's something that even non-believers, uh, because it's going to come about things from a biblical perspective, but even non-believers would uh, really should have no beef with this, because if you're a if you're a non-believer who thinks that that government should uphold individual rights and should should promote goodness um should should promote things like don't kill don't don't steal don't hurt um and 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 do what is right to your neighbor then um you would have no problem with this book whatsoever and i I, there are scriptural references in here but it goes over things that can be universally described by human beings as good and uh, when a government takes a hold and upholds good things rather than evil things, um, then then we have a good government. So with that, um, I, I I would hope that you know you could use the link or go go through the link uh, that I put in the in the description box and and uh, help yourself and help uh, creation anew out by purchasing a copy of Lex Rex. Now, will I I, I will say that. I would go ahead and try to get um, a modernized version of the English 
of Lex Rex and you can get them. Um, but that will make sure that you can, it, it would just be an easier read for you. Otherwise the old English, Hey, you can read it. It just gets to be a little more challenging. And, uh, I would really rather you focus in on the principles that Samuel Rutherford brings out rather than trying to go over every single word and, and, uh, wrestling with it. So with that said, Let's go ahead and talk about Lex Rex. Let's talk about Samuel Rutherford just to get a background here. Um, Samuel Rutherford wa was born in 1600. He um, he was uh, 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 he graduated from the University of Edinburgh in 1627. He was uh, or excuse me, he was uh, um, ordained in 1627 into ministry. He graduated from the University of Edinburgh and then he was ordained in 1627 and he published Lex Rex in 1644. And the book soon became viewed as uh, subversive to the government. And um, eventually Samuel Rutherford was arrested he was uh, placed in under house arrest and scheduled for execution, but he died naturally in 1661 before he uh, could be executed. And what he wanted to do is he wanted to argue for the human dignity of the individual. He wanted to argue for government accountability to its people and to God. And uh, he wanted to demonstrate a need for government, um, for government that is based upon law instead of arbitrary decisions by the human heart. So that's what he wanted to do is he wanted to say that the, 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 the scripture is the final authority and basis for all law and for government and for all people. So he got into trouble by writing this book and um, he, he died in 1661. If you go through the book, you will never see an instance where he calls for any one person, any one individual to take the law into his or her own hands. He stressed a need uh, of representation by duly appointed civil officials. So he wanted government. He endorsed government. Samuel Rutherford was a pro-government person, but it had to be a government that was doing uh, and conducting, being, being run by certain principles. And that's what his argument was here. And that's what he lays out. And he says that the primary goal of civil government is to preserve the safety of the people so that they can live a quiet and peaceful life. So again, you know, we can all agree to things like that. We, I would think that we would all want a government that would do that. Although we have people that will be out there and they will try to be the next tyrant and try to rule over others and there's there's something about the human heart that wants to rule over other people that has to be um, governed and we're going to learn more about that as we go here but there's some things with government that rutherford would say number one he would say that government is ordained by god 
That doesn't mean that God endorses everything that a government does. If a government does evil, that doesn't mean that God likes what the government is doing. But the idea of government is an idea that comes not from mankind, but from God. And with that power that government has, government is responsible to God and to the people that it governs. And government also does not have absolute power to do whatever it wants. That's not legitimate government. And in fact, Rutherford would say that corrupt government is really no uh, authority. It has, it, 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 it's, if an authority is corrupt, that it isn't legitimate. So we see where, where um, Rutherford is coming from here with his, his ideas of government. So as we go along, and we're not going to get everything done in one episode, guys, but I want to I just basically skim over things that are mentioned in Lex Rex. I'd love for you to read it, and I'd love to have a conversation sometime. If you want to write to me at randy at creationanew.com, and you can ask questions, or you can debate with me, or, or you can, you know, we can converse, um, I would love that. And uh, we can talk about this idea of government. And this is very, very important, because in the United States, we are soon coming up to an election. We're in September of 2020. As I'm recording this, the election for the presidency and other offices will be coming up very soon, about five weeks or so. And if we have an understanding of what good government is, it's my conviction that we will start electing good people. Now, there is no perfectly good candidate. There is no one without sin, the Bible says. But we can choose people that will try to promote goodness in government. And in order to do that, a couple of things must take place. We must elect good people. But in order to elect good people, we must be seeking good in our lives. We must be on the side of goodness. And again, that goodness, which means, you know, don't murder your neighbor, don't maim your neighbor, don't hurt your neighbor, don't cheat your neighbor, don't steal from your neighbor, things like that. If we can agree on those things, then we can start looking for people that will say, I'm going to uphold these things. Now, in the United States, we have something called the U.S. Constitution, which is um, the the rule book for our government that's what our our authorities actually pledge and vow uh, with an oath to uphold and as citizens we also need to uphold the constitution and keep our government um, accountable to the u.s constitution but if you're in another part of the world and maybe you're in a different form of government you can still use these principles from Lex Rex. You see, Samuel Rutherford didn't, he wasn't raised under the, the United States uh, Constitution. He was raised under, or he lived under a monarch. He lived under a king. And 
one of the things that he says is he says that, that and we'll get into this, but really it doesn't matter what what form of government or what type of government you have, you can still adhere to some principles. So we're going to learn this as we go. And I don't, I don't want to make this dry. And I, I want you to really be engaged with this because I want you to make good decisions about government because that's a biblical thing to do. That's okay for Christians and for non-Christians to do. So let's talk a little bit about some groundwork for government. Um, there is something called the natural law, and it's slowly going by the wayside. But the natural law would be those things that we observe in the world. You know, whenever the leaves start coming out on the trees, well, we know that springtime is coming. Whenever, and, and I'm here in Indiana, whenever the leaves start falling from the trees like they are now, uh, you start saying to yourself, hmm, winter will be around the corner. It's fall and winter will be around the corner. Those are, those are, idea, are examples of, of a natural law. Another example would be like uh, the law of gravity. What goes up must come down. That is a natural law. Well, there's another part of the natural law that we need to deal with. And that is that we live in a sinful world, a world that is corrupted by evil. And with a sinful world, you have people that will tend to do sinful or evil things. You know, the murder murder rates still keep going. Um, the, the, the hatred in the world still keeps going. Um, all kinds of stuff. Name it. And it still keeps going. That's because we live in a world that has been infected with a virus of sin. And evil will still take place here. Well, if you look inside your heart, you will see a tendency to do what is evil. You have evil thoughts. You have evil intents. And it doesn't mean that everything that you do is evil. But we still have those things because we have been tainted with this virus called sin. Well, one of the things about this evil tendency that people have is it brings up a need to have a governor or a government over, to watch over, and to punish whenever we do evil things, and to promote whenever we do good things, and to protect our, our right to, to be good. Well, Rutherford asks the question, is government justified by natural law? Well, in terms of natural law being that, that people will have a tendency to do bad things, yes, it's justified. That there is a power that should be given to the entity of, a, of government and civil authority so that people will be will be protected against evil. That's why we have laws against things like murder and theft and, and, uh, and fraud, things that will hurt other people. Well, we have laws against that to protect and to uphold good and to punish evil. Now, with that, what I'm not trying to say and what Rutherford doesn't try to say is that you know, there, just because there's a, a natural law and a need for government 
doesn't mean that there's naturally better people to govern. And and let me let me explain that. Everybody is tainted by sin. And we all have a tendency to do the wrong the wrong things. So there isn't inherently in anybody the right to rule over another person and that's not what Rutherford is trying to say here that there is some natural law where some you know uh, one race of people is is better than another so they should rule nothing like that he's not trying to say that that one gender is better than another so that gender should always be in power nope what he's saying is that there is a natural law in the world that requires government and that natural law part of that natural law could be seen in the fact that we have a tendency as human beings to be lawless and you see it in your own heart i can see it in my own heart we we do that and therefore we need an authority figure from god to come and to make sure that evil is squashed and that good is protected. So when you have something like that and you start seeing government in that way, you can see why God endorses the idea of civil authority. And you can also see why people should welcome civil authority. Government is not just evil in and of itself the idea is good but we need and we need that authority in our lives now governments can turn bad and when they do well that's no good either and and rutherford would say that but god establishes government because he knows us he knows our hearts and the power of government comes directly from god and the ability to govern is is not in any one person but it it comes from from the people okay so we have this agreement between the governed and the governed and the idea is we're going to set up something where good is upheld and evil is punished All right. So I hope that that makes sense and if it doesn't you can always write to me but that gives you an idea of of why God wants government in the world and why we should be uh we shouldn't necessarily, you know, poo-poo government. That doesn't mean that governments can't do bad things and we should always keep a government accountable when they do bad things and it doesn't mean that god endorses something like the nazi party back in the 1930s and 40s but it means that the the basic tenet of government is a good thing and it's it's built for our good so with that rutherford would say that the office of a ruler the office of a civil authority is instituted by god it doesn't come from man it's instituted by god and it's instituted for our own good and and we we need that and resisting that that 
governance that is for our good is resisting God. Now we see this in scriptures like uh, Romans 13.1 and Romans 13.5. We're to obey government. Government is established by God. And we, we see that. And that's why scripture says those things. Because government can do good things in our lives. And we see in, in places like 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 13, 14, even verse 17, that we are to submit to civil authority. Not, not just to, you know, a blind submission, but submission to authority when it upholds goodness. Okay? So, this is why we need to be involved in government. We need to be there watching government. And we do need to understand that government is here for our good. And we need to make sure that government is accountable <laughs> and that it stays good. And when we turn our backs, more than likely government can become corrupt. But inherent or, or in its design, God designed government for our good. We see that in, in Psalm 78, 70 through 72, in Psalm 47, verse 9. So, Rutherford would even go so far to say that a, a land without sound civil government is a reflection of God's judgment. And he would cite Isaiah 3, 1 through 3, verse 6, 7, and 11. That if you have a government that, that is not sound, or is it could, maybe you could even put in tyrannical there, that 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 is a sign of God's judgment. So we've got kind of a groundwork of government here. And and I want to move on and and do some more episodes on this. And I'm I'm skimming over this book, but I want to wet your whistle, like I said, and and kind of get you interested in looking at this book and reading it and thinking about it. So that's all I have, and uh, I hope uh, that you would engage with me. Number one, here's some things you could do. If, if I'm helping you uh, and, and you are so inclined to help me, um, again, you can purchase a copy of Lex Rex by going through the link that I'm going to put in the description uh, box of, of this episode. That helps me. You can be praying for me. You can tell others about creation anew and and sharing it with other people. And uh, and, and certainly listening also helps too. Um, if you would like to look us up on Facebook, you're going to find videos, you're going to find articles, you're going to find all kinds of things on there. And uh, well, something else that I want to just put in into your head, if you are in the central Indiana area and you do not have a church home, and you're looking for a church, I would encourage you to try Community Church of Mooresville or um, Mount Pleasant Christian Church in Hall, Indiana. Now, Community Church of Mooresville is located uh, in uh, Mooresville, Indiana, and they have service times that start at 1115. And in Hall, Indiana is Mount Pleasant Christian Church, and their service times start at 10 o'clock. If you're in the West central indiana area and you want to come and visit 
and and worship with us i would love to have it if you're from outside that area and you're in the area you want to come and worship with us come and visit we'd love to have you so um with that said i'll let you go you can write to me at at randy at creationanew.com and until next time um god's blessings upon you <music>